Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true, and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. In our last episode, we met David. David was the one God had anointed to be the new king over Israel. What do you think David must have been thinking? Maybe he was thinking, I'm too young to be king. Or maybe he was thinking, I'm just a shepherd boy. I don't know anything about being a king. Well, David had time to think about all of this because, you see, he did not become king right that moment. Even though Samuel had anointed David, Saul was still king. David would only become king after the Lord removed Saul from the throne. When would that be, you ask? Well, let's continue the story to find out. Now, remember, Saul had disobeyed the Lord more than one time. Saul's heart had become hardened to the voice of God. He no longer listened to Samuel or to the Lord, but did only as he wanted. Saul had turned his back on the Lord, and the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul, and an evil spirit tormented him. This means that Saul was not a happy person. In fact, he was miserable. You see, God is the source of our joy. A life with God gives us meaning and purpose and love. Without Him, life seems hopeless. This was the case for Saul. Saul's attendant said to him, See, an evil spirit is tormenting you. Let the king command his servants here to search for someone who can play the harp. He will play when the evil spirit comes upon you, and you will feel better. So Saul said to his attendants, Find someone who plays well and bring him to me. Now who do you think they would find? One of the servants said, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the harp. He is a brave man and a warrior. He speaks well and the Lord is with him. Then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David who is with the sheep. So Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a young goat and sent them with his son David to Saul. David came to Saul and entered his service. This means that David became a regular part of the king's court. David would serve King Saul and play his harp for him whenever he became upset. Now, I know what you must be thinking. Wasn't David anointed to be king? How is it that David is serving King Saul when David is supposed to be the king himself? Shouldn't David march in and tell King Saul who's the real king here? Well, it was not God's time for David to be king just yet. David still had some lessons to learn, and one of them was how to serve well. Remember, God looks at the heart, and God saw that David was a humble servant, willing to serve the Lord and wait patiently for his time to become king. Saul liked David very much, and David became one of his armor-bearers. This means that David would carry King Saul's weapons for him in battle. This was another way that David would serve King Saul. 
Saul was so pleased with David that he sent word to Jesse, David's father, saying, Allow David to remain in my service, for I am pleased with him. Whenever the evil spirit would come upon Saul and torment him, David would quickly take out his harp and play for Saul. I wonder if David played some of the psalms that he had written while he was a shepherd boy. The music David played was worship unto the Lord, and it brought peace to Saul. Now, while David was still in the service of King Saul, those pesky enemies, the Philistines, gathered together and joined their forces once more for war against Israel. They pitched their camp on a hill facing the Israelites, and the Israelites pitched their camp on the opposite hill facing the Philistines, with a valley between them. Every day, the Philistines and the Israelites would come out from their camp and stand in line and face one another and challenge each other to battle. Now, in the Philistine army was a champion named Goliath. He was from Gath. And he came out from the Philistine camp. He was over nine feet tall. He was huge. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs he wore bronze coverings and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear was like a long rod, and its iron point weighed 600 shekels, and his shield-bearer went ahead of him. Goliath would walk from the camp of the Philistines and make his way into the valley facing the Israelites, and he would shout at them, saying, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your servants. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our servants and serve us. Then Goliath said, This day I defy the ranks of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing Goliath's words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. Now David was the son of Jesse, who was from Bethlehem in Judah. Jesse had eight sons, and in Saul's time he was old and well advanced in years. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul to the war. The firstborn was Eliab, the second Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest. The three oldest followed Saul, but David went back and forth from Saul to tend his father's sheep at Bethlehem. For forty days Goliath came forward every morning and evening and took his stand. Now Jesse said to his son David, Take this ephah of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread for your brothers, and hurry to their camp. Take along these ten cheeses to the commander of their unit. See how your brothers are, and bring back some assurance from them. They are with Saul and all the men of Israel in the valley of Elah, fighting against the Philistines. Early in the morning, David left the flock with a shepherd, loaded up, and set out, as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines, facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies and ran to the battle lines and greeted his brothers. 
as he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine, champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance. And this time David heard it. When the Israelites saw the man, they all ran from him in fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, Do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his father's family from taxes in Israel. David asked the men standing near him, What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. What? Wait a minute. Did you hear that? Did David, a shepherd boy, just tell King Saul that he would go and fight Goliath? Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a boy, and he has been fighting from his youth. But David, with great courage, said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Wow, what could Saul say to that? So he answered David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put on a coat of armor and bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around, but David was not used to wearing such heavy and bulky armor. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, he approached Goliath. As David walked out to meet Goliath, Goliath kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was only a boy and he despised him. He said to David, am I a dog? that you come at me with sticks? And Goliath cursed David by his false gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beast of the field. I don't know about you, but I would have been shaking in my boots. But do you know what David did next? David looked right at that Goliath, square in the eyes and said, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. 
Oh, my true seekers, did you hear that? Only someone who had the spirit of the one true and living God living inside of him could say something like that. As the Philistines moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it round and round in the air until finally he released the stone out of his slingshot and it struck Goliath on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. And with that, the Israelites shouted and cheered and David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck Goliath and killed him. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines and overcame them. Dear True Seekers, wasn't this an amazing story? Do you feel encouraged? Do you feel brave and courageous? I hope so. David was able to face Goliath only because of the faith he had in God. How did David know that God was going to be with him and help him fight Goliath? Because God had been with him before. When he faced the lion and when he faced the bear, God had been with him. He had no reason to believe that God would not be with him this time. You see, David had a heart for the Lord that caused him to look to the Lord, not his own strength to win the battle. David also had a concern for the honor of the Lord, God of Israel. David would not allow Goliath or anyone to speak such things against his God. It was only by the power of God that had come upon David that the battle was won. You may be facing your own Goliath right now. Life may seem hard and impossible at times, but whenever God's children face problems and hard situations, those giants can be overcome if we put our faith, like David did, in God and rely on His power living in us. God has always been faithful and He will never change. The same God who was with David as he fought Goliath is the same God who is with you today. Be encouraged. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in 1 Samuel chapter 17. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you fight our Goliaths for us. When life gets hard and there are problems in front of us, help us not to shrink in fear, but to have courage and put our faith in you. The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. We choose to have faith and believe that you are real and that you love us and that you will fight our battles for us. Nothing is impossible for you, God. We serve you, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Nothing is too difficult for you. Just like when you were with David, please be with us now. We give all of our fears and anxieties and worries to you. We place them in your hands and trust you to deliver us. Thank you for being so good and thank you for loving us so much. We choose to serve you and obey you. Amen. Thanks for joining me today, True Seekers. And if you haven't had a chance to stop over in iTunes and leave a review for the podcast, I would appreciate it so much. It helps other people find the podcast and learn about God too. I look forward to our time together next week.